0: Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. In each episode, we will sit down with a guest and talk about news and events related to the sport and hobby of pinball. Here are your hosts, Lauren Gray and Rebecca Salem. Welcome everyone to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We are hung over. I am pinball conventioned hung over. How are you doing, Bex? I am
1: alive.
0: We're going to consider that a win.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm literally, like, functioning. I am functioning. And that is a really generous term.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I So we're recording this Tuesday evening. And I will say I'm functioning better today than I was yesterday. Monday, I was just going through the motions. I'm glad that I was, like, functioning because I had to actually be at work. Thank God I work from home Um, because I was just sitting here trying not to yawn during meetings. And it wasn't like because it wasn't interesting. It's just I just couldn't hack. I couldn't hack being like an adult. I was like, I don't want an adult today. I'm on a pinball hangover. But TPF, Texas Pinball Festival 2022 is in the books. It was amazing. We went, we saw, we did everything. We tired. I mean, we're tired. We're so tired so so tired you know I just I can't party like I used to I I wish I could like the heart the heart is strong the mind is willing but the body's like hell no girl you need to go sit down go sit down why are you wearing these shoes the body is spongy and weak (laughs) it's so true so so kind of break this down and so we don't spend like hours on hours on end talking about it because there was so much like we could make this like a three or four hour episode if we wanted to talk about every little thing we're gonna paint it in big broad strokes um we're gonna do it chronologically since we both arrived on the same day and left on the same day and we're gonna try to hit all the big pieces and um if we miss something you know let us know we're sorry we're sorry email us let us know and we're gonna pepper in
1: all of the stories over the next six months
0: yeah and then when we hit that six months marks that'll be about houston expo time and then you'll get to hear us talk about houston expo until tpf 2023 comes around yes so thursday thursday i was nervous it was a day it was a day like for me i was running late you know i'd wanted to get to dallas or frisco for our friends who may not know Texas geography Frisco's closer to Dallas and what they call the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex um, but it is its own separate town and it from San Antonio it's a 5 hour drive about minus traffic mm-hmm. but I was running late and I was I was running very late and everybody's like where are you and I'm like I had to work I was adulting and I had to do all the things before I could leave but it was it was a it was an interesting drive. I got stuck in traffic. I dealt with toll roads, um, but I made it to TPF around six o'clock. You forgot your hat. You went back. You got your hat. You came back. I did. I forgot about that. So point of reference, I like it was about thirty minutes away from my house. Like I was on the road. I was on the, at the city limits. Like I was like I'm a, I'm going and I'm talking to Rebecca. Ta 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 ta. ta. And we were talking and I'm like beep 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 i'm like i'm beeping because i was like swearing up a storm cuz i finally was like i forgot the hat it's just you have to go get it i was like i what i no and I'm like i had no excuse cuz i was still in the city limits so i was like ah, fine i will go get the hat i'm glad i did like i'm totally glad because the hat will come into oh, play yes. later but the hat made my outfit for the twippies so i'm glad i went to get it but it did that also put me even further behind um so i wasn't rolling into frisco until six meanwhile
1: i we which so this starts with jordan was jordan picks up the trailer in the morning and like honestly actually things were really smooth on our end because we had been basically spending days beforehand prepping this like the day before like jordan picked up the jurassic park home pin uh from location and we loaded everything out into the garage and we were like ready so all we had to do was like grab the trailer throw everything in the trailer and throw everything into the car because i were going on another trip literally right after and so i was like so nervous about packing i was like i'm gonna pack like two days in advance and i never do that ever. So like I was prepared. So we just threw everything into the car and we were like, "All right, we're running early." So we made some good time. We, you know, got up to Frisco. We unloaded. It was it was generally like chill like we got to connect with everybody and then we had the express I don't know if I would say pleasure of going to what was dubbed baseball hooters which then became a very so long baseball. interesting experience.
0: It was okay. Baseball Hooters the restaurant in and of itself was interesting, but the the company was yes. awesome. Like I was so happy to be at the table with all those people. The restaurant itself, I probably wouldn't go back to. But it it wasn't bad although I to- I was told the fried rice was excellent which is like one of those things where I would normally order that at a sports bar but it was supposed to be really good but uh we got to hang out with the Marco crew and the Scorebit crew and uh Jack Danger. Like and it was funny because I was like Rebecca I just rolled in I checked in where are you and she's like we're eating at this place and I'm like okay and I get there and I'm like oh it is baseball hooters. But I like see this whole table of people I'm like, oh, I literally thought it was just going to be the three of us, you, me and Jordan. But this is cool. And I got to, you know, hang out with all the peeps, uh, Kim and Paul and Marco. And I met, it, you know, the score bit guys. You know, it was it was super fun. I had a great time at dinner.
1: It's like and then George showed up. It was literally like we started with like eight people and like four people showed up and then four more people showed yeah. up and then at a certain point we ran out of chairs yeah. and that <laughs> and then so the poor weight staff i thought was gonna lose their mind and then what was really fun was at the end of dinner she was just talking and she was like oh you yeah, you feel for pinball you know there's a pinball machine over there and we're like what and apparently there what? had been like an electromechanical machine just like chilling like behind a wall
0: it was right tucked up t- t- Yeah, it was tucked around a corner. You wouldn't have seen it unless you went into this other room. And as like literally like mobs to a flame, like everybody's like like over to the EM. But it was so funny. But you know, we wrapped up dinner. Marco, like, thank you so much for picking up dinner. That was nice. I was like, oh, thank you.
1: I think he did that out of the goodness of his heart, and also because he realized it would be an absolute nightmare to split the check amongst like. 18 people
0: yeah that was that would have been horrible but it was still nice I, I appreciated I appreciated dinner um so then we kind of wrapped it up a bit we went back to the convention hall and Thursday was like a pre- it was a load-in day like it was not the, the actual convention didn't start until 5 p.m. Friday so we were just meandering and a lot of people weren't there yet but I would say like it was like half half full like half of the people like that were setting up um were setting up booths. i got to meet jess DiNardo for the first time in person and got the bestest hug ever um but it was it was fun kind of seeing everybody set up and do their thing they were like don't loiter in the convention hall while people are setting up i was like eh, I'm, I'm with them and they're like exhibitors because you guys bought a machine so i was like i'm with them <laughs> that was my excuse all weekend i'm with them But, yeah, you guys bought up games and stuff. So, you know, you guys got a different badge because they get, like, an exhibitor badge if you bring a game. I was just, like, a regular person and had, like, a regular people badge.
1: (laughs) Good old regular people badge. But it's okay. It's okay. And basically Thursday was running around and running into people. And I don't even remember what time we went to bed on Thursday. I think I tried to get a good night's sleep. I don't remember if I did. Yeah,
0: I went to bed fairly early and because I knew like I was like, Oh, it's gonna be a long day. I think I wanna say I wanna say I definitely went to bed before yes. midnight. I was like Yeah, I think we were in bed like by, I think it was in bed by like ten or eleven.
1: Yes. I think we fell asleep to BattleBots. We <laughs>
0: I had to be up the next morning and you guys were staying at my hotel for that first night before you moved over to the NBC Suites, which was the actual convention hotel. And I was staying at the Aloft, which was a little further down the road. Not necessarily walking distance, but it wasn't far. It was like half a mile. But uh, well, for me, that's not walking distance. I tried to walk. It was like 85 degrees. It was so hot. It was so hot. I was dying. Um, But I, I had to get up and do like these posters because the San Antonio pinball uh league uh, alamo city pinball league is doing a memorial tournament for barry ausler and i had to post all the posters and i had to like fix a thing on the poster so i had to go buy tape and it was this whole thing and i fixed the posters they looked amazing and we got to post them everywhere but you were sitting there helping me because i'm like i don't know how this thing works and she's like oh rebecca's like oh you know scrapbooking i'm like oh oh that's cool looking so um yeah she helped me do arts and crafts first thing in the morning it was way too early to be doing that. It was like not.
1: I'm real good at arts and crafts. Like, yeah, real good at arts and crafts. You know, the life I had before this life was arts and crafts. Not that I don't arts and crafts anymore, but different different hobbies, different eras. You know the drill.
0: Totally. So this is Friday morning. The, the official event doesn't open till five. But Friday, I, like a dum-dum, signed us up. And I apologize, Rebecca. This is on me. I thought, like, I want to volunteer because I want to help out because since I'm a tournament player, I want to help and volunteer. So I thought, I don't want to be a scorekeeper because that seems too stressful. I'll do the registration desk. That seems chill. And Rebecca's like, I'll do the registration desk with you. Um, We had to Because we're a team. We're a team. And um, I kind of did my teammate dirty because I'm like, we have to be there at 8 a.m. Because we we wanted to get some practice time.
1: Well, it wasn't so much that we had to be there at 8 a.m. It was we have to be there at, like, 8 45 which was fine and then i we realized shortly thereafter that oh that's right on top of practice and we were like crap so we asked very nicely yeah (laughs)
0: registration time was during practice that that was the thing i and i did not know that when i signed up to do registration but you know what it's okay so we just woke up really early did arts and crafts
1: and then we practiced and then I proceeded to. I looked. I just looked. I was 164th uh, in classics. And so the moral of the story is that was too early.
0: That it, that is the moral. Poor Rebecca. Like I saw her midday. She was not. It, things were not going well. I felt bad. I felt really bad. It's okay. It's okay. I don't know actually where I finished out in classics. I had an amazing game of Grand Tour.
1: Do you want me to look? You can look. You did. That was a beautiful game of Grand Tour.
0: Yeah. So Grand Tour, uh, a little EM, uh, Lewis Marx bought it in. It was from his personal collection, but it was beautiful. Like I'd never seen... It was one of the nicest restorations I've seen on any EM, um, let alone Grand Tour. I had never played Grand Tour; I'd seen it, but I've never played it. And you know, it was the gist of it was like, okay, you know, rollovers, you know, okay, I got, it. I got. It. Essentially, you were lighting up the cities as you were going through your tour, and I got, I think I got like eleven hundred some, like eleven thirty or something.
1: Do you want to know where you ended up?
0: Where did I end up?
1: You ended up in a three-way tie for 170th.
0: Nice. Yeah, because... But you know what? That's out of 213
1: people. So, or out of 213, I think there were 240. Like, there were 240 players. And so there were, like, a few other ties in there. So I think that's actually really amazing.
0: And that game
1: of Grand Tour was bomb.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it was, like, the fourth top score. I mean, I tanked everything else. I mean, I tanked hard. I think I played uh frontier I had a game of Moulin Rouge uh a game of Ali and I want to say Rolling Stones um the so- the solid state not the the one from the 90s but it was not fun the rest of it was not fun it was not <laughs> Grand Tour was great the rest of it was not fun and everything ended up canceling out my poor score of Grand Tour but I was really I was really proud of it <laughs> I was like you know what that was a great game but uh But yeah, so Classics was pretty much all day Friday. Qualifying for Classics was from uh, 10 a.m. to, I believe, 1 a.m. Friday morning. So, I mean, you had all day to qualify. I was trying to get qualifying done throughout the day. You know, they were still trying to set up the convention center hall, kind of peeking our head in. But again, everything wasn't quite set up, so there wasn't much to do. So
1: I mean, for you, I ran around that convention center like an absolute chicken with my head cut off, which, again, was a mistake. Because literally my body was broken day one. Like I ran around I remember Friday because I ran around and told everyone I needed to take a nap. And they were like, take a nap. And then I'd try to go take a nap and I would get So here's the difference between my TPF experience now and my TPF experience three years ago. Three years ago, two years ago, whenever it was. Um I think three years ago. I knew nobody like I well not nobody I knew maybe a couple of people I remember freaking out about seeing the Jack Danger and being like oh my god I remember like waiting in line to play a TNA and like I remember we loaded in that spring break like the day of and we got a terrible spot and we just watched people play it. And, like, it didn't get a lot of traction <laughs> versus this time. And I took a bunch of pictures, but it was, like, only pictures of pinball machines. And I was, like, ooh, bad cats. Yay. And this time, I think I did nothing but talk to people. And I played, like, 10% of the pinball this time around oh, that yeah. I did compared to my last TPF. Like, I didn't do any tournaments. I did nothing last time. And this time, I did two tournaments. I got to hang out with everybody I met all of my friends like basically everybody and then some I made new friends I got to hold a kitten it was amazing so and so by the end of the day Friday I was literally I looked like death warmed over
0: it was it was rough Friday Friday was rough for you but the one of the cool things we got was we got to meet John Borg we did that was it was hysterical so I think we were with Jack Danger. We were. And John Borg it like comes in and like he waves and says hi. And you like not even like introduce you're like, "Hey, I need you to come sign my machine." You were so excited. Yeah, I am not I am not subtle. I am
1: not shy. I will be like, "Hi, stranger." And so which turned into such a cool experience it was because cool. John like John Borg signed our Tron, Jack. I stole a Gold, well, I didn't steal. Chris Franchi gave me a gold paint pen so that way Jack could sign like in a matchy-matchy color because we're we're those people. The Jurassic Park and then John Borg signed his Tron and then we all took a family picture together and then we got to take a family picture together.
0: That was a great (sighs) picture. Like we have that posted on Instagram with the us and John Borg and Jack Danger with their machines.
1: Let's be honest, we should get it framed.
0: We probably should get a frame. I feel like we need to have like a special like you know one of those collage frames i'm like this is tpf collage 2022 but yeah it was a great pick i was like oh my gosh this is great um so that that was that was awesome meeting john borg he was so nice who so and he signed he not only signed the the apron but he also signed he got underneath the cabinet and signed it and he was like so excited about all the mods and things you guys did to your tron
1: I know. What's funny is is that, so Jimmy with 86 pixels is super awesome, and ha- we have the pin vision mod in there, and we have a prototype moving recognizer, and it was one of those things where it was really interesting to watch John, like, and he told me he was so nervous about, like, when designers see the games that he's, like, modding, and Borg was into it. He was like, oh, my God, what is this? And, like, checked it all out and was super impressed. Jordan took the glass. I mean, we had to take the glass off so he could sign it, but... They were, like, poking around in there for a while. And I think at that point I might have been lying on the floor. I'm not sure. But it was super cool and a really neat experience to get to have. Then, like, Steve Ritchie was wandering around everywhere. Like, you kept seeing Steve Ritchie. And you're like, oh, that's Steve Ritchie.
0: I never ran into him. Like, he's like, there was, like, a handful of people where I was like, I know you're here, but I have not seen you. And he was one of them.
1: I straight up tipped my cowboy hat. We passed him. Like, on the on the walk back, we, I tipped my hat at him. So, but you might have been blinded by all of our sparkle.
0: Yeah, we sparkled hard. So um, if you don't have social media, Rebecca and I had bedazzled rhinestone cowboy hats courtesy of our friend Kelly Raisler and Kalita Fesswear. Uh We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, you've seen them. We, we've we worn them before and we've given them, given them away as prizes at some of our events. Um, we also took pictures with them at uh, an event we did in Austin a few weeks ago. Uh, but Rebecca had her hat on. Like, I only wore my hat on Saturday, but I love that hat. Um, but Rebecca, Rebecca had her hat on and it was very blinding uh, to to see things with the hat. But Friday was just pretty much qualifying and you were exhausted. I know I went to bed early like an old lady because Saturday morning we had Bell's Mimosas. Yep. Poor thing. And you got up and you got up and you took some pictures. Although half of them were fuzzy. I just laughed because I was like, Rebecca, half of these are fuzzy. But you were up like a boss. I was so proud of you. I was... Awake and conscious,
1: I'm like, "Friday." I know you so you went to Beverly and I just ran around the floor like a maniac. Again, ran around like a like an absolute dang fool. I was putting in, I remember literally going upstairs to take a nap and then like laying down and then I looked at this is right after dinner because we went to go get dinner Friday night. I think that's when we got barbecue. Yes, cuz we had to go get cash. Because we bought a Simpsons pinball party, so we had to go to the bank. So that's what we did Friday, is we went to the bank to go get money to buy a Simpsons pinball party.
0: <sighs> well, Friday, I went in the evening, I had to go pick up the stuff for the, like, Bell's yes. brunch. So I had to go, like, find a Panera and, like, go, like, order pastries and then find a grocery store. Um, I was very upset that I did not get to go to an ATB. I went to a place called Tom Thumb. That's a place. Um, That's it is a place I was. I'm sorry, y'all. We could have a whole separate podcast about how much I love H-E-B, which is a South Texas grocery store chain. And once you go to an H-E-B, you are ruined for all other grocery stores. But that is a separate podcast. But went to Tom Thumb. I bought all of the champagne and orange juice I could fit in my cart. And I love that the checker was like mimosas. eh? I'm like, yes. Because like, that's all that's going down the conveyor belt is orange juice and champagne. So I was like, "Yep, we got this." So um I was prepped Friday night for mimosas, and oh my god, that was early because I had to be. So we were gonna set up at the swap. Well, we did sweat up at the swap meet. I have to give a huge we did thing. sweat
1: up at the swap meet. It was hot.
0: It was hot. It was so hot this weekend in Dallas. It was like eighty five. Like. And sunny and no clouds. It was it was unseasonably warm for spring. For, it, it's, it, yes, it gets warm in Texas, but not that warm and not in North Texas.
1: Oh, that was the other things that happened on Friday that we didn't talk about is we were classics qualifying is the same time as wizards qualifying, which yes. neither of us did participate in wizards. No. But we had a ton of women final in A finals and B finals and absolutely crush it. Yay! we also had i think stephanie guida in classics finals and again my only like she's awesome also she stomped me at expo and so i'm just like she kicked my butt and i'm okay with it
0: stephanie guida is one of my favorite people she's been on the show she was uh she did a recap episode her and crystal gemnick um they did a recap episode i want to say like two years ago for like a end of year recap. And they were one of the inspirations for this podcast uh, because of their Riptide podcast. And she and I got to meet in real life. Cause we had never met in person and she is so nice. I like she's just awesome. And and she's an awesome pinballer. Like watch it. I was like, dang girl. I was like, okay. And she also gave me a power bower on Sunday. So I appreciate that. Cause that, that did hold me over until I was on my way home. But yeah, there were some major, major ladies on the scene playing. And um, it was really nice to be able to see women not only in classics, but also in Wizards. And the TPF Wizards tournament is what is considered the main tournament. I think it's a fantastic tournament, but I don't feel comfortable enough to go and, and play in that tournament Just be I want to enjoy the to me, I want to enjoy the conference like I want to go and if you play in the tournaments, you're going to be stuck in the tournament room the entire weekend. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, I had I kind of made a choice. I was like definitely playing in the women's and I was like, I don't feel like I got the cachet to like hold my own in the Wizards tournament. So I'm going to just do classics and call it a day.
1: Also, by the way, you literally couldn't get into the Wizards tournament this year oh, that's true. because basically what happened was is you had your 2020 entries and then whatever was open for 2021 got sold. And so basically you had two years of rollover and the wait list was like over a hundred people long. It was yeah. stupid. So there was no way to get into Wizards. And I've decided that like Classics Women's is gonna be my jam because you don't wanna sit like, there's cool games in there, don't get me wrong. I'm super glad I played because I loved Andromeda. Lauren took a picture of me hugging it, which is I an do. amazing, like, classics game where there's one right out lane and a left pop bumper for a sling, and it's weird, and it's pretty, and, like, bizarre, and I blew that game up all weekend, and it just brought me so much joy.
0: Yeah, in art-wise, I put it in that, like, Barakora, uh, Centaur, kind of very, you know, Mad maxi kind of weird weirdness. Like it's just, it's the the art is weird. The game is different. It's not, and I forget it was a company I'd never even. It was like Game Time, I think. Um, I was like I've never even. It's like Game
1: Plan or something.
0: Game, yeah. So Game Plan, Game Time. I'll have to look that up.
1: I don't know, but I want one. <laughs>
0: So we we had all that going on on Friday. Then Saturday we had bells meet up uh, at the swap meet, uh, which takes place in the parking lot of the Embassy Suites, uh, and that is put on by the DFW Arcade and Pinball Club. Russell, thank you so much for you know helping me out and getting that done. The hotel would like thought I was trying to like sell mimosas. I was like, no, nah, <laughs> man, going to go to jail. to hotel jail. I was going to go to hotel jail. I was like, I'm not trying to go to hotel jail. And finally, they like realized like we were like chill and not trying to like, you know, like essentially sell food in front of the place that is selling food. I was like, no, it's all free.
1: Unlike the food trucks, which actually sell food in plate in front <laughs> of the place that sells food. But yeah, exactly. I digress.
0: I digress. So uh, we had about, I think overall, at least 25 bells come, kind of coming and going. It was like in waves. The event was from 8 to 9.30. Everybody had a really great time. We took pictures. We uh, traded swag. Uh, I got to meet Anna Neal in person for the first time. Um, Got to hang out with her uh, quite a bit during the weekend. But I met a lot of bells, met bells from columbia i met uh world where, where, we had pe- bells from all over the place uh got to meet elaine from phoenix in real life it mm-hmm. was it was nice it was really it, there were a lot of women there uh we had people stop by like what's this and we're like, we have, like of course you know let me talk to you about lady pinball and i gave them the speech and stuff and we sold swag it was uh, okay so we did sell stuff we were selling pinball t-shirts so
1: but we weren't selling food those places do we not sell pinball food. t-shirts or pinball bags
0: Yeah. So, but we were having mimosas and having a good time. And it was, it was really nice. We had a good time. Um, Rebecca was awake. I'm so proud of her. Again, I did. I made her get up super early.
1: (laughs) And Saturday was a long day. Here's the funny thing though, is I immediately, I remember going inside. I can't remember what I went inside for. I literally don't remember why I went inside And then I went upstairs a little bit after. Yeah, we lost you at like 9. It was like after 9. I took a nap starting like 9.45. And I was like, I'm going to wake up at like 11. Nope. I was out until noon. And then I came downstairs and everybody's like, you lived. And I'm like, I did.
0: Yeah, so once we got everything cleaned up and you know everything packed up, and you know I kind of was wandering around the the expo floor and just kind of taking it all in. Uh, one of the first things I did, and I think this is when you and I eventually met up, I stood in line and waited to play Weird Al, because that did that did take a while. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was a line for that machine all weekend, which is now currently sitting in your home. I am
1: right next to it.
0: It's so fantastic. So I got an opportunity. So we went to the Multimorphic booth, um, got to uh, see Jerry, the team, Stephen, everybody. Stephen also gave me the 411 to go buy my ticket for the Project Pinball raffle because um, they were raffling off a third Weird Al machine. And he was like, Lauren, you need to go get the ticket. I was like, thank you. And I'm like sitting there in line while I'm waiting. I'm like, I'm trying to like pulling out my car credit card standing in line in the middle of the expo floor trying to buy this ticket. But the gameplay and, you know, Rebecca's talked about it we had a show about it. Y'all, it is, I loved Heist. I did. I loved Heist and I loved Alexi Lightspeed. But Weird Al by far is the best game Multimorphic has put out, in my opinion. I enjoyed it. I'm not even like a super Weird Al fan. Like, I mean, I like Weird Al. It, that was my childhood. I w- grew up listening to Weird Al. Like, you know, like, very much identify with his stuff in the sense of like I it's just a part of my childhood um however you don't have to be a fan of Weird Al to really enjoy the game the gameplay is excellent it's a lot of fun I scored like three million on my first game which I was told was very good I was like I don't know Uh, but it was just a really fun game so I would if you get a chance go play it if you have the the funds go buy it it was fantastic
1: Ugh! I'm so glad. I'm so glad to hear you. I literally walked up to you guys like right after you finished. And Jen's like, you missed it. And I'm like, what? And then let's see. Saturday. I feel like Saturday. What else did we do on Saturday? I know I feel like we kind of ran around and played games. And because we didn't have tournaments.
0: Yeah, we didn't have anything like tournament wise going on on Saturday. So Saturday really was the expo day for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went and, you know, spent a lot of money at the soft plunge booth.
1: Oh, my gosh, I'm poor now.
0: (laughs) I'm so poor. Much, much fabulous things to wear, but I am poor. So I, they, there were a lot of booths I hit. There were some cool booths there. I bought some light up flippers from Comet Pinball.
1: Ooh, what's that going
0: on? I know that's. I'm really excited. Not light up flippers. I'm sorry, light up um flipper buttons. The you know red ones for my BSD. I did see there was a guy there, and I want to say it was called LED flippers or LED mm-hmm. flip, um that did light up flippers, and I was like eyeing those hard. I got his card because I was like, uh, I was like, I don't know. Um, but I really wanted him.
1: He's around. I think I've seen him at Houston, or maybe it was Expo. I don't know.
0: I think it might have been Expo, but because I hadn't seen him before. and but like the shooter rod guy was there. like I, there's a lot of people that usually do Houston that I saw at Frisco and at TPF. Um, I was really excited to see um, our friends Eric and Heather from Titan Pinball. Your friend Jimmy also uh, works with Titan, and uh, it was at 82 pixels. But, uh, they, you know, I bought I bought mats for my machines because I am, long story, but I'm taking the rug out of my pin palace. So I was like, I need mats. So I bought some mats, and I mean, I just spent a, I just spent an obscene amount of money on that floor. I kept on carrying things to the car. I was like, I'm going to put this in the car. Now I'm going to put this in the car. And now I'm going to put this in the car. <laughs> I bought stencils. I bought stencils from Pinball Pimp um, for Flash Gordon, which is, like, ridiculous because – um, listeners, as you well know, I am neither handy nor have tools, um, but I bought the stencils thinking that I'm like, I could do this myself. Insert laughter here. So, um, but I have the stencils, so I'm hoping maybe either I become inspired and buy all the tools that I need to like redo the cabinet myself, or I will give the stencils to somebody to do it for me, which is probably going to be option B at this point. But there was just so much to see. Uh, there was a night moves there. I was really sad because it was not for sale. It was probably a good thing that it was not for sale because I would have tried to figure out how to bring it home.
1: Uh. <laughs> and that's when Lauren would be like, can hey, you fit this in the trailer? And we'd be like, literally, we cannot. We cannot fit anything else in the trailer.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I had to have um, some friends take home pinball glass that I bought from Multimorphic. I, I spent a lot of money, like a lot. But the big thing about Saturday was, of course, the Twippies. Um, that was kind of our, our big event for Saturday night. We started getting ready around five, which there were some lessons learned. We may uh, We may need to get prepped a little earlier. Yes,
1: yes. The moral of the story is set up the stream first, set up then get ourselves ready. afterwards. Mm-hmm. But we got to have a glam session, and we did. Rebby Hardy was
0: there. Like Rebbie showed up. Yeah, we didn't even mention Rebbie. Rebby came in like right before Twippies, and it was so nice to see her. We got to play Weird Al with Rebby. and um, she was excited to be there. She was there. She flew in just for the Twippies. Um, so it was it was really fun to hang out with her a bit. We had our glam session. I have to uh, thank Kate Martin for the f- assist because I um I don't glam like that's, that's like not my life. I did not have uh, many things, so Kate has saved me with hairspray. And I have to thank my friend Christina Cheeseman, who's like my de facto stylist. And she like sat there and was helping me tease my hair and do all this other stuff to get ready for the the red carpet and the twippies because I this is not. I don't glam well, but I had so much fun. And it was like Taylor, you, me, Jen. Jen Anna. Kate showed up. Anna was there. Christina was there. I mean, it was just like, you know, you remember like, you know, when you're getting ready with your girlfriends to go out for the night. It was
1: wholesome.
0: It was very wholesome, but super wholesome. Fun.
1: I haven't like glammed girl gone out since like grad school. So it's been like a solid decade.
0: Same. I was like, gosh, this is like, Decade and a half. <laughs> I was like, it's been a while since I've done something like this.
1: So long story short, next TPF, we doing it again.
0: We're we're totally doing it again. And we are gonna do the red carpet. It was even with our technical hiccups and issues.
1: Thank you to Scorbit for your hotspot. Bless you. Thank yeah, you.
0: Scorbit Scorbit scor- scor- for the win, man. We still had a a, a decent sized viewership considering we really didn't publicize it. You know, we didn't like, you know, we weren't like about it. We just said like, we're doing the red carpet. Here it is. And we had over 100 viewers, which I thought was really good considering we did not publicize the red carpet at all. Um, And everybody that has had seen the red carpet footage I've heard from loved it. So I was like, oh, thanks, guys. Um, But we got to interview a lot of our good friends. A bazillion people. Yeah, on the on the red carpet. It was super fun. The carpet. Dalek. Uh, was actually sparkly and red. And um, we won't talk about how Jordan defiled that poor red carpet. That
1: carpet was, before Jordan defiled it, let me tell you, Brian O'Neill was wearing it as a cape. So that carpet went through a lot that
0: night. Jeff, I'm really sorry about the things that happened to your carpet, but um, that that was a uh, uh, Twippies after hours. Uh, that, that is a different segment of the show. But the so we did the red carpet, which was right before the Twippies, and then we went in, and man, like it was like the line wrapped around the convention center to get in because they you had to wait to get in. They I think they needed in a bigger space. I don't know if there is a bigger space, but like it was standing room only at the Twippies, and you and I had to scramble to find seats. I was like, somebody save me a seat.
1: And there was like one seat here and one seat there. And then Jordan was with me. And then we were presenting. And then like, bless Jeff and Emoto and the crew behind putting the Twippies together. They did their best.
0: <laughs> you know, I was on the Twippy committee, which was more for like planning and, you know, actually doing the voting part of it. Um, But there's so much work that goes into those whoopies. And yes, there were some hiccups. It's live television or live streaming. So things happen. We're
1: pinball players, y'all.
0: You know, Grace, I think that, you know, they everyone acted with Grace and, you know, there were some annoying drunk people in the audience. But for the most part, I think everybody was kind of understanding and, you know, you kind of just roll with the punches. But I think Jack and Emoto as a host, you know, Jeff and Will in the background, uh, everybody that pitched in to help make it a success. um, I think they deserve a round of applause and I think they did a terrific job. We were excited to be a part of it. We didn't even talk. There are many pictures of us on the internet in our outfits, but we like sparkled like the sun. You could see us from space. It was amazing. We had our rhinestone uh, cowgirl hat. I had a jumpsuit on that was rhinestones and feathers. I legit felt like Cher. Um, you were in this adorable green like little cocktail dress, like swing dress. It was so cute. And it also green sequins. I mean, we were moss shiny. It was amazing.
1: What I will never forget is when we were like, bleep it, we're done. And we were like walking upstairs and then Cheeseman Christina was just like, no, you look nice. And we were like, okay, fine. We'll just put on sneakers. (laughs) And it wasn't hard to convince us.
0: It wasn't hard. We were all, so we're all glammed up, but I was like, I want to, I had white, like booted heels on and I was like, I want to take these heels off. And I was just going to change into my street clothes. And she's like, no, we're going to take pictures downstairs. I was like, look, she's like, look, you look beautiful. We're going to go down. I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, so we ended up getting some cute pictures, but kind of going back to the, the Twippies for a minute. Um, I, I do want to say thank you to all of our listeners, um, for voting for us. We didn't win which was a little sad, but I wasn't super surprised. You know, five-time winner Canada there uh, took home the Twippy for Favorite Podcast. Uh, but I feel like, you know, we, we have a lot more name recognition now. Uh, we've been nominated for three years in a row. I am proud of the content that we produce. And that was the kind of the cool thing is we did run into Pinball Howard. Um, and I heard there was somebody else wearing our swag, um, but it was neat meeting people and they knew who we were. And I, I don't, I don't make that assumption that somebody knows who I am. Like somebody came up to me and had this whole conversation with me, and literally said, "Oh, I know who you are." And I'm like, "Oh my God, really?" I was like, "Oh my gosh, you want some swag? You want a here's a koozie, have a koozie." But it was, it was nice to have that. I guess validation maybe is the word, but to know that people enjoy our content and like, and have people tell us like in person to our face, like we love your show. I was like, thank you. It's really nice. I appreciate it. You know, having the opportunity to also present at the Twippies with you was so much fun. We have this cute picture of us backstage, you know, I think it was taken right at before, right after they made the announcement for, uh, I think it was right before the best podcast or favorite hot podcast. But um, I had the bestest time presenting with you. We had so much fun.
1: I have like 15 more topper jokes like in the back yeah, we need, pocket we, we need more so, topper for next jokes. year. Also, we're going to be lit next year.
0: Yes, the keyword is lit, y'all. Because the thing is, uh, we were like bedazzled in like sequence, and I had feathers. Like, where do we go next? Uh, We've decided we need to go fiber optic. So uh, we will have much, much lights. We can't talk anymore about it, but uh, it's going to be bigger and better. We also are not
1: engineers, we do not know how it will be done. But it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, we're going to figure it out. I'm, I literally on Sunday was shopping for dresses. I was like, okay, I need to buy a dress early so we can get this all squared away. Uh, we may make ourselves into toppers. There's a lot going on. It's like the, the day after... You know, something you're like, okay, we got to start planning for next year. So uh, so that's what we're doing. So uh, definitely expect us back on the red carpet. Uh, Pretty much we told Jeff um, we're doing this again next year, just so you know, Um, don't invite anybody else. We're going to do it ourselves. Uh, But uh, we loved uh, presenting and we loved doing the red carpet. And then we did, yeah, wander around after hours in our glammy outfits, although it was very weird, like, having people come up to me wanting to take pictures with me just because of the way I was dressed.
1: It was super funny. Uh, I'm not used to that. I did not. Yeah, it was real bizarre. I took a lot of pictures with people I did not know. And then I was told, oh, you're the green sequin girl. And I'm like, cool, I'll take
0: that. I'm like, oh, sure. And and then, you know, because of those feathers, like people were like petting me. And I'm like, this has gotten weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, the petting gets weird.
0: And the petting got weird. Um, I mean, I wasn't like any, no one was inappropriate, but it was just a little like, oh, look, you're so soft. There's feathers. But everybody was like taking pictures of me and I am not used to that. So um, but it was still fun. Christina did make me do a fashion show downstairs. Um, There is a really cute picture of me at the Marco booth. I've decided that's probably going to be my LinkedIn profile picture because I'm like, I feel that this picture encompasses everything that I want to do. I did get to play a little bit on Rush. I loved Rush. I had a great time. That is a fantastic game as well. I played a Rush premium and uh, got to play a little bit of that with uh, Tracy from Austin. And we did some split flipper and did a few games on that. That was super fun. But that's more Sunday. Um, but I did want to give a shout out to Stern. Um, oh, we didn't even mention this part. Stern with the runaway. I'm sure if you're following pinball news, you already heard, like, Godzilla won all the things. It was the year of Godzilla. Godzilla took on the Twippies and won. Crushed the Twippies. But congratulations to Stern for all of their amazing wins. I think they won, like, almost every category. Except that's topper. Well, they didn't win the topper because they didn't have a topper for Godzilla yet. They won categories. They, they didn't win categories. They weren't in. Let's put it that way. But if they were in a category, they won it. I mean, Godzilla is an amazing game. I can't say enough great things about it. It's fantastic. But congratulations to uh, everybody at Stern. Mike Vinicor. (laughs) he was having to go up there and accept all the awards for for Godzilla. He was up there quite a bit on Saturday night. But uh, again, Stern, congratulations to you on your big uh, runaway victory there at the Twippies.
1: It was amazing. It was amazing. And also when we talk about the Twippy Awards, there was a wonderful shout out to Sophia Baldrich that happened. I'm so glad she got it. And then there was – and then, you know, I got to look at the numbers and Ferris Bueller with Rebby Hardy and Brian Soares, like, crushed it. And they won for Best Homebrew. And then Rebby got up on stage and talked oh, about yeah. how amazing it was to be a woman winning this award. And I was like – yes 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 Yes. and it was amazing and we were super excited to get to like see that moment and be a part of that moment you know and just i remember being like hey you should come to tpf i think during the
0: episode that we did with her we did and she was kind of like "Ah, i don't know you should you should come you should totally come worth it and she did and then she won and so happy for her
1: so it was super nice. It was super nice. And then it was while Lauren nice. was running around taking beautiful pictures, I was outside in the hallway reconvening the epic Pogs experience, which started at Expo in Chicago, where we brought a bunch of Pogs, like old Pogs we got on eBay. Scott made slammers, and we just threw down Pogs at Expo. And then that continued to... Houston Expo, and now it has continued to TPF, and so there will be pogs wherever we are at any expo. I know, Lauren. I know, I know, I know, but, like, it's a thing. I'm making
0: a scrunchy face. I'm like, I know. You know what? I've, I've actually, I don't know if I told you this, I've never played pogs.
1: Well, I know what we're doing at Pantastic, so.
0: <laughs> that, I think that, like, happened a little after my time. Like, those got really popular when I, like, was in college, um, but I I I know what they are. I've seen you guys play them. I've just never like done it. So, uh, but it it got very intense. We on the so after Christina and I did like you know all of our pictures. We I was hungry. Like uh, I'm diabetic, so like if I don't eat, like I get like like you could see me. I get hangry, and I just like my, my <laughs> You
1: looked like you were gonna murder someone.
0: Yeah, I was gonna murder somebody. I was like, I need to eat because I like the only thing I would had the whole Saturday was like a mimosa and half a croissant and a sandwich. Like I had like a Jimmy John sandwich and I mean, I was running around like a crazy person, so that was like not sustainable. And I'm like, I need something. And Chris is like, Christina's like, we're ordering Domino's. So the entire San Antonio crew, along with Jordan and Becca, I was like, ordered pizza, and it was delicious. I'm like, thank God, I just needed something, anything. But then this dude showed up, and I think you had left at this point. His name was Diamond Jim, and he was a magician. And he like (sighs) legit, like David blamed us, man. It was like hardcore. That dude was a legit magician. It wasn't like like cheesy tricks. Like I wanted to figure out like how he did stuff, Uh, he, like, was totally freaking us out. Like, the whole San Antonio crew were like, we are freaked out by your magic, sir. Um, But he was great. Um, He had, I think he had bought in a pin. I think he bought in the Wizard of Oz pin. But uh, we were chit-chatting, and he was there uh, with his lady. And uh, he did, like, we we were looking at him doing tricks for another, like, friends of his. And then he saw that we were all interested. He came over, and he did, like, like a 10-minute magic show. Like, this is the best. It's also terribly frightening. How did you do that with the marker? I, I Ask me about the magic show because uh, that's like a whole separate thing. But it was really cool. And it was fun to hang out with all my San Antonio peeps and eat pizza and watch a magic show. It was super, super
1: fun. <laughs> I remember at that point I had left because I was trying to bring Jen some pizza because we were worried that she wasn't going to get pizza and Scott was also playing. And so I went to go deliver Jen pizza while Scott was playing. And so I danced around in there for a while. Then Jen didn't want the pizza. So then I was trying to give away pizza and I ended up giving some to like, Matt Benzik? I'm like, Jerry Stellenberg. I was like, eat this pizza. I was very aggressive about it. And I got to do some fun dancing. And I think after that, Jordan came and found me. And then we rallied everyone. And that's when we threw down for Pogs. And I went inside to go find the Marco people. And there was a terrifying Mickey onesie experience that will forever haunt my dreams. But I was like, this is empty. So I played some games, found Marco folks, and then like rallied the Pogs. And we went to play Pogs outside until two o'clock in the morning, at which point I went to bed because I'm an idiot and realized I needed to wake up in like six hours.
0: Because at 8 a.m., we had a nine o'clock start. You had to be at the, the women's tournament started at nine and they had a hard start at nine. So you had to be there by 8.45 to check in. And if you were not there by 8.45, they started going down the waitlist and the waitlist was extensive. The waitlist had 40 to 50 people on it. And I told people like, show up, even if you're on the waitlist. I'll tell anybody that. If you're ever in a big tournament, unless you're like, 800 on the waitlist or something. But if you're on like the top 50, show up because people don't come. Like people sign up and then don't come. And they they had a quite a number of people that did not show for the ladies tournament
1: because they were massively hungover.
0: They were hungover and they were tired and I get it, but I was terrified Rebecca was not going to make it cuz it's like 8:45 on the dot and they're like, "All right, and They like called out Rebecca's name. They're like Rebecca, and I was like, "Where the hell is she?" <laughs> I'm looking around, and I'm like, "Where?" And I start texting. I'm like, "Where are you?" And um, you know, poor Rebecca was was trying. She's like, "I think you texted me back." You know, getting a biscuit. And I was like,
1: "Risk it for, it the, for the biscuit, Lauren." I risk it for the biscuit.
0: And I was like, "Rebecca, get your dang <laughs> Keep yes. over here." I was
1: like, "I've never been." I I know that Lauren can be a and but i've never been on the receiving end of those text messages in the entirety of our relationship and now i know what christina talks about so like, now i know are are? you need to get up here now rebecca and yeah, i'm like oh my it, god it, i'm in trouble now isn't cat message now is in cat like you need to- now right now and i was like what are you doing and you know what I I credit that coffee and biscuit
0: and sheer lack of sleep Mm. with my amazing performance. Yeah. Who am I to say? Like, I like, I think I fell in the middle of the pack. I think it was like 35 or 37 out of 60 plus women. You, congratulations. Fifth. Fifth overall out of that entire. And that was extensive. Not only Texas players, but women around the world and uh, all over the U.S., Canada. I mean, there was, like, lots of representation. You did so amazingly well at the tournament. And it was a timed match play tournament. We had three hours of qualifying and then a four-person finals. And you – it was so funny. You were you were so happy to be fifth because you had people show up. <laughs> you are like, I got to go. So I'm super happy that I'm fifth because I didn't make the finals.
1: I was really hoping to bubble out. Like, I was, like, ready. I was like, I just need to bubble. I just need to bubble. That's all I need to do. And I bubbled perfectly. I came in a two-way tie for fifth. Um, If I had won on my game of Ali, I would have finaled. Um, But thankfully, I did not. Who won? Leslie. Leslie crushed it on Ali. And she was like, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, no, it really does. Like, thank you.
0: It matters to me. It matters to me. (gasps) We had so many terrific Texas women. But also, you know, the top four finalists. We had Lori Abel. Uh, we had who is from Texas. Um, we still try to claim our San Antonio, but she's recently moved to the Austin area. She's like in between. She's like in between, but she goes more Austin stuff to San Antonio stuff. I was I was giving her the side eye. I was like, you better start coming to our tournaments. But uh, <laughs> but she's awesome. I love Lori. I love hanging out with her, and she did fantastic. Then we had Je- Jessica Thraxton from Mississippi. You heard her on the Houston Arcade episode recap, and she just started that Bells and Chimes chapter in Mississippi. Super nice. Then of course there was Louise Wagonsonner from San Francisco. Francisco and Sunshine Bond from Missouri. I mean, it was kind of like a who's who of excellent lady pinball and uh, really great finals. And uh, thank you so much to Wormhole Pinball that streamed it. They are based out of Houston, and Kim Martinez and Deborah also provided the commentary, and they did a fantastic job as well. It was so much fun to watch uh, the finals, and it's nice to see the the finals streamed for the women. And, you know, have that presented. So that was super fun. But taking first place was Jessica Thraxton. Uh, I was like, Mississippi represent a hard. I was like, and one of the things that Rebecca and I wanted to do, um, we're very friendly with Elizabeth Dronay. Obviously, she was on episode one. I call her all the time asking for advice, just TD advice, pinball advice. Um, her and Raleigh are the coordinators for the Texas Takedown Women's Tournament. And Rebecca and I wanted to do, like, I'm like, well, we'd like to provide, like, either a cash prize or something. And, you know, Elizabeth's like, well, we need, like, prizes, prizes. I was like, okay. So Rebecca and I kind of, like, thought, like, what could we do? And I'm pretty sure you, like, said the hat. Always the hat. Always the hat. Always the hat. So we got Kelly uh, Ressler, again, to make another rhinestone cowboy hat. And that was rewarded from the Backbox Pinball Podcast to the first place winner, she loved that hat. She thought it was awesome. She was so excited about it. It was super funny because I had to leave. And
1: what's well, so funny is, so Jessica Thraxton started her own league. We pulled her aside. Um, she was in Houston and she was talking about starting her own league in uh, Mississippi. So I remember her. So so it was really funny. I was hanging out with my family at a table and I saw her walking by wearing the hat. And I was like, well, I guess I know who
0: won. <laughs> That was easy to spot. Yeah. First place got the hat. Sunshine uh, Bond took second place and she got a, a, we also provided a prize basket um, full of goodies uh, to include Stephanie uh, Lasseter's book, uh, the pinball puzzle book, and also an amazing custom hoodie from forever. The flip Uh, Neil, thank you so much. And there was lots of other little goodies in there too, but those were like the, the hoodie in particular was a big ticket item. And sunshine was so excited about the hoodie. She's like, this is really nice. I'm very excited about this basket. Third place was uh, Louise Wagon and she got a pinball machine dust cover um, from Flippin' Out Pinball. And then uh, Lori Abel, I don't know if she actually got a prize prize.
1: She got money. I saw a picture with money.
0: Yeah, so I think everybody did get money. So, um, so she got some money. Um, but next year we'll have to have a prize for fourth place too. Um, but they got really cute trophies that they made. They made it like little cowgirl boots. They're very cute. But I think everybody did really well. Um, overall, I you know I love playing in women's tournaments, as all of you know. uh, Rebecca and I, always supporting women in pinball. Uh, love ladies tournaments. Elizabeth and Raleigh did a fantastic job of uh, making all of that work and bringing that all together. Also, uh, thanks to Dave Dronay, Elizabeth's husband, Phil Grimaldi, who uh, helped out in the background to you know make things work and, and things like that on a tech end. So again, thank you, everyone. And also uh, just, I mean, overall Sunday kind of ran around a little bit more. Uh, That's when I played with uh, Mike Vinicor um, with Stern, who um, we're going to get to come on the show. He's got lots of cool stories. Um, He's super supportive of what we're doing, as are all our friends at Stern and Marco. And uh, I had fun playing with him. I played with Tracy Abrams, and we had the best time, got a couple more laps around the uh, pinball hall. And right before I left, I ran into uh, Paris Pinball Attic. Yes! I was so I was like he was hanging out with Jen and he was part of the like larger RB Flip France crew, which I didn't get to meet Rudy and the the guys because like it. It just didn't work. I did not meet them, but I wanted to because I'm a huge fan of, of RB Flip friends. They're like one of my favorite streams, and I like looked at him, and you know, like this happened all weekend. Like I did like a double take. Um, this happened when I uh, saw Scott Larson from Loser Kid. Like this happened like several. Like you, somebody would say hi, and I'd look up and I'd say hi, and then like I this like my brain would like snap into place, and I'm like, wait a minute, I know you. Oh my god! And then like I'm like, ah, I was like, get, I'd be excited, and like, and that's what happened. All weekend. I mean, it was so much fun meeting the guys from Loser Kid. You know, I met so many people in person. And if I did not name check you in this episode, I am so sorry. Um, But uh I want all of you to know that I loved meeting each and every one of you. We saw our friends from Bite Me Cake Company. It, I mean, there was just so many faces at TPF. You know, I, I feel like we didn't like even scratch the surface of all the cool things that happened at TPF. It is like, The pinball World Cup and Super Bowl had a baby. It it's just like it's fun to be with people who enjoy your hobby as much as you do. Because it's usually like when I talk about pinball with with the with the normals, I you know like people like oh that's nice. I'm like, but all weekend I got to be with people who loved my hobby just as much as I did. Mm -hmm. It was so much fun, and also uh, I spent an obscene amount of money. And I'm already like like planning out my tpf 2023 i'm like okay these are the things i'm going to do these are the things i need i'm going to be doing this maybe i should bring a game i'm like i don't know because I, I got kicked out but you know what you didn't buy do you know what you didn't buy lauren what i did what did i not buy knives you know what i did not buy knives you know had. you know what they should sell knives at ppf i mean you know who should sell knives at at tpf Who should sell knives?
1: Our lovely sponsor, District Cutlery.
0: District Cutlery, based in Washington, D.C. You guys hear us talk about them in the last couple episodes.
1: Texas is a little far, but I mean, if if they were to come down, it would be great. Also, I mean, you know, they could sell like safe knives. What they should do is they should sell dull knives and then sharpen them on the last day because I don't want... To get stabbed by a very angry person if they tilt. However, they could also make nice tools to, you know, really electrocute yourself real good if you're trying to fix a stubborn switch.
0: Oh my goodness. Let's, let's not use the fancy knives to, to fix the pinball machines. No, don't actually do any of those things. We recommend none of those things, but the amazing team at District Cutlery, they not only uh, provide sharpening services, but they also uh, sell amazing, beautiful uh, knives from all over the world and are big pinball fans and big fans of what we do here at the Backbox Pinball Podcast. Um, You can visit their website, districtcutlery.com, for more information about how you can get your knives sharpened. They actually have a sharpening service. You can ship your knives to them and then they will ship them back to you. If you are looking for knives I mean some of the stuff they have is just absolutely gorgeous and I can't say enough nice things about uh, Derek and the the team there they're so sweet and they love um, they love pinball and they love what we do so again we'll put a link in the show notes. If you have questions about knives or if you want to maybe get rid of those uh, janky knives that you got like from that knife block set at Target, you know, get rid of those knives. Get good knives. Get knives that you'd be proud to show off. And um, it'll make you a better chef and a better uh, all-around person. Um, Go get some fancy knives.
1: Or it'll make you want to be a chef because you spent so much money on really nice knives that you really definitely should use them. Not that they're unreasonably priced. I know in like the grand scheme of like knives, they're actually like, from what I've heard from my friends who actually do cook and chefery, I'm like they ain't, they ain't half bad. They're they're pretty dang
0: reasonable. They're co- they're reasonable. They're comparable. Like they're not overly priced. I mean, you get what you pay for with knives. Like I'm very much like you get what you pay for, and knives are an investment. Um, if you've never owned nice knives I've, I've only had one and I've had it for 20 years let's, let's put it that way until I got a new knife from district cutlery I'd had um, I had a, a German chef's knife for 20 years so knives quality knives are an investment and you need to take care of them and district cutlery is going to point you in the right direction to get your knife collection started so again www.districtcutlery.com and we will put a link in the show notes but uh yeah, we uh we didn't we didn't get cut there at the end um at TPF. <laughs> uh no, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, I mean, overall, I I can't say enough like great things about Ed Kim and the amazing team there that put on TPF. Uh had a lovely time, you know, it was it was nice. It was there was a bit of normalcy to see everybody
1: It's a well-rounded show. I say that as somebody who went to Expo where very clearly your vendor hall is separated from the like bring your own games section and it's much bigger than like the small shows that I'm used to like, you know, Houston Expo. And I really love TPF because it's massive but your vendors are integrated with all of the people who bring in their like prides and joy and you've got homebrews mixed in all over the place and which I got to play and I was so happy about that. Elf. Mwah. Chef's kiss.
0: I didn't get to play Elf. I was a little sad about that. But I do want to give a shout out to our friend Carrie Hardy, who won Grand Champion um, for his getaway, um, which was beautiful. I saw it on Friday I when I saw I ran into him and I saw him playing and setting up his, his machine. And I'm like, you're going to let your baby out on this expo floor. And he's like, it's going to be fine. And he's like, I'm a little scared, but. He took home Grand Champion Award for uh, Best Pinball Machine uh, overall for uh, his getaway. It was absolutely gorgeous. And I have to congratulate you, Rebecca. You didn't really talk about it too much. But Uh you guys got runner up for Best
1: Modern. We did get runner up for Best Modern. What's really funny is is that we sponsored the Best Modern for this year. So it was like Best Modern of 2022 sponsored by FlipTronic. Runner up. Fliptronic. So that was amazing. but I know Jordan like takes such pride in his pins and we love this tron and at this point, I think it's the only thing that'll never leave. And he put a lot of work into it and Jimmy puts a lot of work into it. And I'm the, the person I'm the person who's like, yes, you can do it. I believe in you. And I'm also the person who literally approached John Borg and was like, sign this thing in 18 places. So uh team effort, hundred percent, you know, all of the pins on the floor were great. I got to play, I think, just about everything that I wanted. I didn't see the Celts, but I didn't get to walk and really examine everything like I had wanted to because people, but the homebrews were great. Billy Madison's great. Elf was Chef's Kiss. Um, the Stargazer, oh,
0: Oh, that stargazer was pretty. And that was the the hardest thing is that I and as you said at the beginning of the episode, I spent more time talking to people than I really did playing pinball. Like unless unless I was in a tournament room, I spent most of my ex- time on the expo floor either shopping or just talking to friends and like people walking up to me and giving me big old hugs and, you know, just catching up with people and meeting people in real life. And it was just it was just so much fun. And you're right. It was I've been to smaller shows this is like the granddaddy of like pinball shows. Cause it is, a, it is truly a convention. It is not just a tournament. It is not just like a, a gaming kind of convention. It is like a full blown convention, you know, again with vendors and everybody's, it's all integrated. The only thing that was really separate, the tournament area, which is, was separate, which I like honestly. And then the seminar room was separate, but like the main expo hall, it was just one giant hall. And, Again, congratulations to the staff of TPF. They did a terrific job. Yes, do it again next year. <laughs> yeah, they already have dates: end of May, end of May, end of March for the next TPF. But again. Uh, we were so excited I there's so much that we didn't cover in this episode because we would be here for like three hours if we went into every little thing but um, we took tons of pictures if you follow us on socials particularly uh, we have all of our pictures on our Instagram page um, you can go ahead and check us out there and I wanted before we kind of wrap up the show I do want to say thank you to uh, Colin McAlpine he gave us a very special gift um, that I can't really go on to the show that's like totally a normal gift It's fine but he uh, he really liked our show that we did with taylor the the previous episode that we did and you know it was kind of nice to to hear that and get that feedback from him um and a couple people really liked that episode so and again that's kind of why we're here and why we do what we do and why we travel and we want to meet all of you is because we love creating content it's not about awards it's about these relationships
1: you're the award the listeners are the award you are the award you are the award
0: it's y'all it's it's yeah totally y'all
1: We can also just sort of buy ourselves a trophy. It's fine. And we can Yeah, it's totally fine. I wonder if they have any like extra twippies and we could just be like sparkliest humans twenty twenty two.
0: Yeah, sparkliest humans ever. And like and we'll like bedazzle it, like we'll put a bunch of rhinestones or like pink glitter paint it. We'll we'll again bust out those craft skills and we'll make it extra glittery. So check out our pictures on Instagram and it was so great meeting all of you. If we didn't mention you by name, uh, it's just more of like time and also our brains are still a little mushy. But um, we uh, we had a great time. But thank you. Just thank you. Thank you for being you and thank you for your support. And uh, we love the show. Also, I have to give a shout out to glenn uh one of our uh listeners and glenn uh sent me a screenshot of his phone and i'm horrified because glenn has like twenty thousand emails as well (gasps) all of you people need to like commit email bankruptcy and need to like check your emails because it's horrifying i had no idea this was a trend it's okay
1: colin mcalpine is like me too colin is like me too
0: yeah colin too like colin was unexpected i was like Colin.
1: I was very surprised about Colin. I was very surprised about Colin.
0: I I did not expect that from Colin, but, and then Glenn, I'm like, Glenn, like, put a big yellow arrow on his screenshot, so I would make sure to notice that his, uh, his email notification said, like, something ridiculous, 20,000 or something else. It's like, I can't even do this.
1: So, here's the thing, you guys. What I want to see is, if you are like me, and you do not delete anything from, like, Circa 2012 onward, and you're an Ugh. email monster, send us a screenshot of how many emails you have, or like, and I, whoever has the most, Animals. I will mail you a koozie. Mm. I don't think we
0: should be rewarding this behavior, Rebecca, but okay. No, no, no. no. I mean, it's not (laughs) so much
1: a reward. It's, you know, if you're a monster who is going to send yourself 20,000 bot emails to get yourself a koozie, you have a bigger problem. But, like, if you are a monster like me, like Colin, like Glenn, who have 82 gazillion emails because you just are too lazy to deal with them – Or for whatever reason, I don't know. I blame my ADHD. I could very much manage it, but I don't. Send us a screenshot. I want to know. I will mail you a koozie.
0: Oh my God, that's too. I can't. I can't. And it's funny because I also have ADHD and I swing to the other end. Like I am hyper organized because I have that's how I manage it but so like See,
1: that's <laughs> how you overcompensate yeah
0: that, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah it's yeah. okay it's okay I need to figure
1: out some other and here's the thing if if you send us a follow-up part of me is like what if we like follow-up email it which is like if you can commit email bankruptcy and make all of your alerts go away what should we reward them with
0: I don't know but it, it, I mean can we mail them a pin we can mail them a pin if you <laughs> and those are
1: some that's some rare stuff you guys
0: we don't like you you cannot buy the pin. That's the thing with the pin. Like you can't buy it. You either have to be a Patreon supporter or we have to really, really like you.
1: Or be a cat at a pinball show.
0: Oh, we didn't even mention Ned. I think there was like hardcore amount of pets at TPF, like a lot of pets, but particularly Carrie Wilson is it Carrie Wilson? I believe that was her name. Carrie Wilson, yes. Based out of the Seattle area, Washington State. Uh she bought her cat, Ned, him, he's a kitten, really, I think he's like five months old, to uh, TPF. And he was the cutest thing. And he had like a miniature vest that matched hers. And he had all kinds of enamel pins on it. And we gave him a back box pin because um, Rebecca did, honestly, but I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen.
1: I did. I sent it was very late at night. And I was like, Lauren, I gave a pin to a cat. And you're like, what? And
0: then I followed up with, because she sent me this in text. She's like, Lauren, I gave a pin to a cat. And I'm like, was it this cat? And I sent her a picture of Ned. And she's like, yes. (laughs) But we'll have to have her on the show sometime. She was really cool. Um, But uh, everybody, again, we'll just keep on, uh, again, like we'll just keep on thinking of things that we missed, but we had an amazing time and we can't wait for the next TPF. Um, Our next big show, um, you're going to Midwest Gaming Classic I am. That's going to be super fun. And then together, we're going to go to Pintastic in June. Um, so we've got uh, lots of cool stuff coming event-wise. And then we've got lots of content coming up content-wise. We've got lots of cool guests lined up. Uh, but everybody, thank you so much. If you like what you're listening to, you can always support us on Patreon for $5 a month. You can get yourself the enamel pin and our 11 adoration for all time. There's a link in the show notes for Patreon. You can also go to our website, backboxpinballpodcast.com and uh, click on the Patreon link if you want to support us that way. We have swag for sale. Thank you, everybody, for your support, uh, not only monetarily, but emotionally. We, we absolutely love each and every one of you. Rebecca, 2023 are bust, man.
1: Yeah, there we go. I mean, shoot, you guys, look, I don't need to win. We don't need to win. Top three would be nice.
0: Like top three yeah. would be nice. Top three would be nice. You get a plaque for top three. You do get a plaque. So, but maybe that'll be our goal for next year. Like, we'll just, we want to make top three. Yeah,
1: top three is great, you guys. We want to bubble out. We don't want to win. We want to bubble.
0: Bubble. Bubble is key because you can enjoy, like, Bubble (laughs)
1: 2023.
0: Bubble 2023. Those are our goals. All right, everyone. Again, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other and keep flipping. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To receive updates and the latest episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at dream themes, show notes, and more, visit our website at www.backboxpinballpodcast.com. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and keep flipping!